wiggles, not the kind that wiggle tea that you drink, not scribble all together in a cottage she calls day. Cherries and tea with Nanny Bee. So good of you to join us and welcome to my cottage. I like to call Dave. My neighbor Jules will be bringing us a story any minute now. Hello? Who is it? Hello, Nanny Bee. It's your neighbor Jules with a story. What a pleasant surprise. Hello. Come in, dear. Come, come. Thank you, Nanny Bee. You're looking well. I've decided to put on my Sunday best in honor of your visit and because we have a delightful wonder word. The wonder word. Hello, Nanny Bee. I'm Amelia, and I've got a wonder word for you. It is cantankerous. Someone who is cantankerous is irritable or difficult to deal with. Like my brother when I wake him up early on a Saturday. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Amelia. Now, listen closely and maybe you can find cantankerous in our story. Oh, I think you will, because today we will hear about a giant from the hidden land of Antarcticadia. She was a very disagreeable giant until one day she met with a fully automatic, never problematic, entirely mechanic laundry facility that didn't live up to its name. Are you ready for a story? Oh, yes, please. Okay, then. The Shrinking Giant, adapted for radio. In the Antarctic and under the ice is a small community of large people. Giants, in fact. In a land they call Antarcticadia. They live as we upperlanders do in most regards, except they're under a couple meters of ice clear ice, so the sunlight comes beaming through. They've adapted to under-ice living and require very little air. They can swim for miles without popping back up. That will be a very useful, even life-saving skill for one Batula Barracuda. Oh, she was a feisty one, that Batula. Some might even say cantankerous. You always know when Batula is in the room and what she thinks of this, that, and the other. Why, only the other day, before the incident that required her useful life-saving skill, Batula was at the local market, doing her weekly shop. When she got to the counter, the cashier asked her for ID. Well, that's all it took. ID? Why, I've been shopping here since you were nothing more than a newborn baby, as small as an elephant. I did say they were giants, remember? Batula berated the poor clerk who was only doing her job, which was to ask for identification from everyone buying scissors to make sure they were old enough. But saying that to Batula just fired her up all the more. Old enough? Old enough to do what? Cut out some coupons from the paper? Cut the tags off my new blouse? Cut out a paper snowflake? How old does one need to be to buy a pair of scissors? I mean, what has society come to? Telling me I gotta do this and I can't do that? <sighs> Batula carried on ranting until the manager, who knows her well, arrived. 
He's been here before, and it's never pretty. His main tactic is to lure her outside with the promise of an ice cream for her trouble. Ice cream is everywhere in Antarcticadia, and although a delicious treat, it wouldn't stop that cantankerous woman. But it would take her out of the store and around the corner, just far enough for the customers not to hear any more. Oh, Batula, give her any reason to rant, and she will. And she's as big as a bus. Literally, that voice travels. Fortunately, everyone there is as big as a bus. They're giants, remember? Her neighbors were ingenious in the way they disguised Batula's voice. Some had spouting fountains, others had wind chimes, and some installed music systems to play a steady stream of... Anything, really, as anything was better than her hollering. So, when the planners proposed building a new, fully automatic, never problematic, entirely mechanic laundry facility in the neighborhood, there wasn't a single objection, except, of course, from Batula. But no one counted that. It's a shiny building surrounded in glass with sparkly metal equipment in all sorts of configurations. No one is entirely sure which bit does what. Customers simply scan their identification card to ensure they are billed accordingly, then deposit their dirty laundry into a massive suction vat. From there, the laundry is sorted with whites going one way and colors going the other. Then it splits off the delicates from the robust, the exceedingly dirties from the nearly cleans. Beyond that point, no one can see. They just wait until the machine calls out their number. Number 471. Please go to Collection Bay 8. Or the like. Then they are presented with neatly tied bundles of cleaned, dried, and pressed laundry, wrapped in scented paper and tied up in a bow. One afternoon, when the children were only just back from school, but not everyone was back from work... Batula made her way to the fully automatic, never problematic, entirely mechanic laundry facility. She inserted her identification card, as you do, and deposited her dirty laundry into the massive suction vat. When she did, the dangling belt from her cardigan was sucked in as well. She protested, pulling and yanking, but to no avail. The machine suctioned away until it had pulled her belt, her cardigan, and herself deep into the bowels of the vat. As you can imagine, she hollered and she shouted, she screamed and she spouted all nature of things, but no one took any notice. They didn't notice when she fell into the vat. They didn't notice when she was sorted with the colors. They didn't notice when she was nearly split in two between the exceedingly dirties and the nearly cleans. When Batula passed through every cycle and popped out the other side, something went terribly wrong. The fully automatic, never problematic, entirely mechanic laundry facility was not equipped to deal with living laundry and with hindsight should have really washed her on a delicate cycle. Instead, she went through the hottest of hot cycles and came out, well, small. She'd shrunk in the wash. The bundle of her sat in Bay 3 for nearly an hour as she picked her way out of her own laundry and through the scented paper and the copious bow. 
complaining every step of the way. Batula had no idea what state she was in until she made it back into the open. It took a while for her to get her bearings. She looked around, but all she could see was shiny. When her eyes adjusted, it became clear. She had shrunk to the size of a tennis ball. Now, for upperlanders, that would have been tough. But she's below, in the land of giants, the size of buses. And boy, did it make Batula angry. She hollered and she shouted. She screamed and she spouted all nature of things. But no one took any notice, because no one could hear her. This went on for days, for weeks even, until Batula hollered all the cantankerous out of her. And once she stopped yelling, she started smelling the riches pouring out of the bakery and seeing all the ice sculptures decorating the park. She became quite pleasant and helpful even. Whenever someone dropped a coin, Batula was the first to pick it up for them. Whenever a child dropped their toy or a dog lost his bone, Batula was there pointing or handing it back if she could. Batula became such a helpful member of society that the Antarctic Cadia Civic Council held a special meeting gathering all the great minds of their land on behalf of Batula. As you know, said the Grand Elder, we are gathered here today to discuss the misfortunes of one Batula Barracuda. She was tragically shrunk in the wash in what we now call the fully automatic, sometimes problematic, entirely mechanic laundry facility. Have any of our esteemed scientists' suggestions as to how we remedy her shrinkage? And they did. One proposed giving her growth hormones like the upperlanders give to their cattle. Another suggested a regime of diet and visualization techniques. This person was excluded from discussions after lunch and thinking of them leaving the room. And yet another offered to soak her fully, then stretch her out over a couple of days. Batula was not invited to the meeting. No one had thought to do that. But being so small, she just rolled on in. By the time it came to voting on their solution, Batula had made her way across the meeting room floor, up the lectern, and across to the microphone, where she spoke for all gathered to hear. My fellow citizens of Antarcticadia, first I must thank you all for your concern and efforts regarding my shrunken state. I, too, was most concerned with this condition at first. But once I moved through my stages of initial disbelief, all-consuming anger, then darkest of blue depression— I found a place of not just acceptance, but liberation. The council were more than confused, but Tula shared with them how in this smaller state she could see life from another perspective, one where shouting and making a fuss was useless and finding a way to be useful was life-giving. She's never been happier. The council took a moment to discuss this privately, then presented to her their proposal. 
given your size compared to ours, it is quite likely you could be trod upon and ultimately flattened into the ground. But given you have found value in your condition and wish to remain shrunken, we offer you a wardrobe of reflective garments, so you may carry on living without fear of being stomped, and in recognition of all you have done for the community and the trauma you have endured, we will provide a laundering service of such garments and all your linens as well. Batula was happier than happy. She'd always dreamt of a day-glow wardrobe, and now it was hers, and she never had to see a laundry facility again. The End Thank you, Jules. You know, I wore day-glow for an entire decade. The clothing came in fashion and then would never seem to wear out. Well, at least you could be seen in a crowd. Oh, I could be seen from the moon. Actually, that's what put an end to my day-glow days. NASA requested I wear a more neutral wardrobe as I was distracting the crew on the space station. They are keen listeners of our tales and tea. Hello, Sergey. I send my kind regards to you and the crew. Shall I tell them you will be back next week with more tales and tea? I think you just did that. And they can visit our website. Go to nannybee.com. Go there to find out about all our episodes. Tales and Tea is written for you, so please do let us know what you think. You can like or follow us on iTunes or Spotify, or from the International Space Station, so it seems. And get in touch if you'd like to be on the show, like our lovely caller, Amelia. Go on and leave a message for Nanny Bee, and you might be on the show. This has been a Toby Hall production for nannybee.com.